0: to Truthzilla. Oh, sorry. Oh. Go ahead. Welcome to Truthzilla. I am Megan sitting here with Scott and Ed. Today Hello, we girl. have our friends joining us, Yancey and Tasha the part-time witch. We are going to be discussing yes. esoteric ritual magic and other uh, rabbit holes. Yes. So we'll see where this goes, this right guys? Stuff. This, this is, is the
1: good stuff. I feel like this is where we've been lacking. Yeah. It I is. feel like this is the area that, um, you know, we've been sticking pretty much to government white papers and we've getting, been no
2: time witches. we yeah, as yeah. opposed to <laughs> time.
1: It's, it's but true. but this this stuff really fascinates me man this Definitely. is this is this is where this is where the juice is at so mm.
3: um, yeah so
1: so i'm just really curious to, to understand maybe you can like point us in a little bit like so you're talking about uh how what what what, uh, what you've seen as far as like the current situation in the world and how that relates to some of the more esoteric stuff. What's um.
4: This? Well, the uh, there's the whole lockdown situation's getting pretty. I mean, it's kind of out of control. I was living okay. in Portland for a little bit. Okay. Um, when the lockdowns came, I pretty much spent quite a bit of time just jumping through different rabbit holes, uh, reading up on stuff. Um, actually, came across an old copy I had of the Secret Teachings of All Ages, oh, uh, which is Family P. Say. Hall's book. Yep,
1: I've got that. i the gonna um, so my it, car right now. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. Yeah, that kind of sketches out um, kind of like a lot of the the mythology around Freemasonry. Mm-hmm. I thought, oh, this is pretty cool. You know, everybody's talking about lockdowns. I have nowhere else to go. I'm just gonna start reading this again. So I started picking it up, and there's there's just really weird connections that uh like Manly Hall talks about when he talks about um like geometry uh like uh, ritual magic and the importance in magic of words uh the importance of numbers and relates these to older like philosophical schools of thought like the Pythagor- uh, pythagorean cults
1: yep yep
4: Excellent. and so i was spent some time reading about that and i went oh this is it's weird but it, i don't know how it like actually relates to the world nowadays so that's why I kind of just wanted to talk to you guys, um, because you guys have talked quite a bit about uh, the kind of COVID lockdowns and the pandemic and everything. But on your podcast, you haven't really discussed much about the kind of like ritual magic aspect to it, the uh, kind of predictive programming aspect that you see pop up in everywhere in um, popular culture and uh, just all over the media. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
1: Well, I would say that, uh, I mean, I think that if people aren't familiar with like Manly P hall and and secret teachers of all ages in particular, um, that's a really good primer, man. It really kind of, I've read like maybe I want to say almost half of it, like, like cover to cover. I know it's kind of, kind of more like an encyclopedia type book where you're supposed Hmm. to like, you know, if there's a specific topic you want to reference, but, uh, you know, um it really traces the fascinating thing about it is it really starts off in like like the old world, right the old ancient mystery schools like the Babylonians and uh it just traces it like like lineage like it goes up through like the Greeks and the Romans so it's just really cool man and uh as far as like the the esoteric stuff we're seeing now, man, like I feel like and we've talked- we've touched a little bit about like the uh luciferianism and how how that that is 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 the the practice of these, uh, elites. Right. And so how that ties into what we're seeing now, I mean, I'm sure a lot of it, I mean, it all has to do with like, like the suffering of humanity, right? Like that they get their energy off of like the suffering of humanity in a way. Right. And it's like a very energetic type thing. And so maybe that's part of it. You know, um, the, 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 I know that they're they're it's all about mind control. Right. And so the, Mm -hmm. And, and they have found out a long time ago that the best way to create, you know, malleable minds is through trauma, like trauma-induced mind control, right? And so it's just been like this, uh, just this constant re-traumatization where people are you know, it's so easy to control because they're not even using their, their actual brains. They're, they're in this state of every day. It's just like a new re-traumatization, whether it's from the media or it's from like your friends. Now, all of a sudden, like I've lost so many friends just because I'm just like, you know what? No, I'm not, I'm not playing this game. You know what I mean? I, I don't, I don't, you know, and it's like that, that's a constant trauma. And so it's really hard to kind of overcome that. But at the same time, uh, you know, people, it's, it's, you're, you're reacting, you know, and you're, you're trying to, you're like in a survival mode almost when, when you're in that state of trauma. And, uh and that's where they're able to, to control us and manipulate us. And I've talked a lot about this on the show, how I like, I think that a lot of it's just energetically driven through these like social media platforms or um just the internet in general. Like, <clears throat> you know, I wonder what, you know, beings that I I have, and I'm not even gonna say political affiliation, just, just because I, ha- I have certain views on certain things, like outside of even political stuff, like I'm sure that my, what I see on Facebook, well, I've actually got rid of my personal Facebook page because it's just so awful, you know what I mean? I just basically have mm-hmm. an account, I have one friend, and I use it to admin the page, that's it. you know what I mean? And like, well, I've escaped that whole realm and it's been so nice but like you know i still use like twitter to promote the 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 podcast basically my social media presence is the podcast um and 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 but you know if i were a person that was fully just engaged in social media and i had one certain viewpoint i'm sure that my what it's being fed to me you know they call it your feed mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. yeah it, is literally you know one side of the story or what they want me to think and what they want me to see, and it 's very intentional too if you notice how like i 've noticed how like if you pull pull up in Facebook like the first thing that 'll pop up is an article that they know will piss you off and i 'm like, oh <laughs> and then i get all I get all pissed because they know you know they 've figured out that the best way to keep me engaged with their software is to to anger me, and so i 'm more likely to spend more time on it if i 'm if i 'm getting into battles with people anyway, so that being said like someone of an entirely different persuasion who would say is completely bought in to the, the whole COVID thing and how, and how, uh, and all this stuff is like their, their feed is probably going to be entirely different. And it's that echo chamber thing where they're being fed all this information. And it's kind of scary to think because it's like, I've looked into this a lot myself and I'm pretty sure I'm right. But at the same time, like how much of it is, how much are these thoughts, my thoughts. Right. And, and for the folks that, that are into it, like, they are so convinced too. And so that's where it scares me because it's like, ah, they have to be so convinced too. But, but I don't know. I, I don't know. But, but, but that's, I mean, it's like almost dark magic. It's, it's very yeah. dark magic. Like I heard a podcast recently. It's the up is down podcast with Dean Reiner, um, which is another one you should definitely, definitely check out. He has a couple episodes recently. One of them <laughs> it's like a dim age part one and two. And in the first one, he's interviewing this guy and I can't remember the guy's name but he's talking literally about this stuff. And he's talking about how, you know, our world today, um, it's its like, how, how do you know it's not magic? How do you know it's not magic? He's talking about how, like, back in the 1800s, 1700s, it's like, you had to create your entire reality, like, you know, how to, like, uh, you know, how to, like, make your own food or grow your own food, and, and and how you know, how to, like, where your meat came from, and and you know, how a wagon was built or the ax was built because you watched the guy do it and you know, physically, like each one of these things, you could like go somewhere else and like recreate it if you wanted to. And, but today in today's world, all of us, there's not a single thing almost that any one of us could replicate if we were like taken off and put somewhere else, even if we had all the resources, like there's no way I could create you know, w- phone. <laughs> a phone or anything like that. We would, we would literally be back to the stone wagon. age, you know, I
3: was an like, act, I couldn't I mean, do the I mean, wagon. I I'm-
1: couldn't do any of that. So, so our reality is made up of everything that we can't even like wrap our minds around or comprehend. And, uh, and it's like, who's to say that it's not, there's not some sort of like energetic field going on too. And just electronics in general, that's all, yeah. you know, I mean, as he put it, he, put, he articulates it in such an interesting way, you know, like, like we have like these advanced, ancient civilizations that there's evidence that you know that there were extremely advanced civilizations and where did they get their energy from or where did they get their technology from Mm -hmm. um and and maybe they have technology and and, well what he was saying too was like like imagine like the lord of the rings world and what we see there they they have like these things to us it looks like magic and fantasy but maybe that was just their technology right Mm -hmm. then to us their technology is so foreign that we have no way to interpret it you know Whereas mm-hmm. us, our technology would be so foreign to them that, that it would look like fantasy, right? And All
4: so, Right. That's the reason that the Arthur C. Clarke kind of idea that uh, yeah. it's sufficiently advanced technology isn't really mm-hmm. discernible from magic.
1: Mm-hmm. Totally. Totally. So it's like
5: of, uh, if you think about Thor uh, and <laughs> the Marvel movies, like you go there, it's magic, but to them, it's just technology. Totally. Yeah, I would love that
1: yeah and Um, and
5: there's there's some really like interesting people who uh who talk about this a lot um Mm -hmm. you know reshaping your reality uh Neville Goddard like such an interesting person um you know he's not with us anymore but he's he was definitely like one of those teachers that I would pay attention to interesting stuff I learned through him uh learned about him through Mitch Are you familiar? No. He's like the dude in, um,
1: okay.
5: <laughs> for magic and for like that kind of thing. He's a, he's a popular writer and he speaks a lot. He's on, he's on a lot of stuff. Um, okay. What'd you say his name was Mitch Who? Mitch Hedwig.
1: Hedwig. Not Mitch Hedberg, Hed- probably. Okay. Not mm-hmm. to be confused with Mitch Hedberg, right?
3: No. no. <laughs> <laughs> <Gotcha>. <laughs> All right. All right.
1: Yeah.
5: Um, yeah. that's that's neville goddard just he talks a lot about reshaping your reality um through thought but it's not like manifesting Mm -hmm. um it's it's more like paying attention to the reality that you're creating um and so like one of the suggestions he gives is is um try, try something small ask you know ask to see something or whatever and then um forget about it just forget about it because you put it out there with the intention that it's going to happen. And then, and it seems that it, a lot of people have been able to utilize that. Mm. There is synchronicity the like that. It makes, it makes me feel cautious. Like I need, like, I'm so into it and I love it and I want it to be real, but I definitely need to look at the other side. Um, And I think that's really important for everything that we're talking about. I, I spend a lot of time, you know, uh, with the things that I love, you know, this community researching ancient civilizations, magic, but I also find it's extremely important that I go to the other side and read the extremes. Um, You know, whether that's like intense religious practices or, political, like I'll, you know, I definitely have to read both sides and it's infuriating, but it has to happen. You have to have that rounded, um, perspective. And like what you were saying earlier, Scott, it is concerning because how do we know, um, the information that we're getting isn't like specifically, uh, detailed for us.
1: Mm-hmm. For, yeah, exactly.
5: Individualized. Yeah. For an did, agenda.
1: We, for an agenda. And how much am I just it, on
4: in, in, agenda.
5: in Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. Um did you guys watch uh the social uh
4: social, social dilemma. dilemma? Yeah.
5: No. Uh um, my
0: son watched that and I was trying to find he didn't he wasn't too he was kind of tighten the lips about what he thought about it. So I don't really even know much about it, but I've heard other people talk about it. I mean, I recognize the name.
5: Yeah. I mean, AJ put it on. He's my fiance. Um, one night and I, I just didn't, I wasn't into it, but I kept walking by and hearing these like interesting things. And I just sat down. And I couldn't stop watching it. I mean, it's just a bunch of, it's a bunch of um, tech guys, you know, in Silicon Valley who are like, Hey, this technology is getting out of hand. It's getting away from us mm-hmm. and it's dangerous. And it's, Making us sick.
1: Oh yeah, um, the whole AI,
5: like-
1: <laughs> the whole AI thing, dude. That's a I would mm-hmm. love to talk about that for a little bit because that's definitely
5: yeah yeah we'll talk about it a little bit yeah. It's it's, so uh,
1: I, it's 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 fascinating, man. Like it's the whole thing. Like it's it's really at a point now where. So for me, like I think that they they being you know whatever the government, uh the military in conjunction with like these googles and stuff like that you know you know google has deep military contracts stuff like that and it's like it's basically an arms race right now between yeah. like the united states and china to create the most advanced ai right like it's just like that's where it's at and but that Why? I, know, <laughs> I know but that's like it's that's just crazy and so it's just like okay well we have to do it because they're doing it and they're doing it because yeah. we have to do it right and so but this the whole philosophy of artificial intelligence in general is such a huge scary thing you know it's like um one of my favorite things ever is this book by a guy named max tegmark he's a mit scientist it's called life 3.0 and uh he basically just details all these different like the book kind of starts off with him describing all these different scenarios as to what a reality would be like if uh they call it general artificial intelligence like when artificial intelligence wakes up and becomes conscious and then, um, creates, yeah, yeah. Well, basically what becomes, what's called recursive AI. So that is AI that can then teach itself and then improve upon itself. And they say that that's the last Skynet. Yeah. They say that that's the last invention that human beings will ever have to make is recursive AI because at that point it will basically, It'll be, they call it the the singularity, the technological singularity. Because at that moment, as soon as that comes online, then it will immediately figure out all the secrets of the universe within a matter of days. And our whole reality will change around us faster than we can even keep up and and even, you know, have any sort of say in what's going on.
3: No, thank you.
1: Like now? Yeah, exactly. And
3: and, and speaking
1: of like the, and I want to get into a little more of that, but like speaking of the whole Luciferian agenda, you know, it's all about, you know, I think that one of the main tenets is, is like immortality, like seeking immortality. I think like probably Manly Hall would agree with that. You know what I mean? Like the pursuit of immortality. Right. And, and what we're seeing now is a technological, like the means of maybe they're like, okay, well, this is within our grasp. Maybe they already have it. You know, that's one yeah, of the reasons that's, why, that's one of the reasons why I was thinking like, why are we seeing this quickening of mm-hmm. agendas just being like that's in, what in i kind of tend
0: to think i tend to agree yeah, with you yeah. or at least lean that way it makes a yeah, lot of sense yeah
1: in march it was like it was all of a sudden they're like okay they pulled the trigger on they're like okay let's just start these agendas full steam ahead and uh and and so for for me at first i was thinking like it's like domino effect yeah, agendas yeah But i was thinking like okay why why for up until now they've needed us right like in the matrix mm-hmm. they said that we're, we're the batteries right We are the batteries that power them and provide all of our life energy into fueling the machine that puts the money in their pockets. But all of a sudden they've made it very, very clear that they don't need us anymore. Like we are non-essential. You know, uh, we, we don't like they, they, they made it to where they, like, they've kind of revealed their hand in that money doesn't really like we know that money isn't anything. Money is created out of thin air, the federal reserve, um, even though that's the thing that drives every single person. But now they're just creating this situation where it's like, well, we'll just put a trillion dollars into the economy every day. Like, whatever. Like, who cares? Like, they're just showing their hand that like this thing that, that everybody so they spend all their energy and thought into is all of a sudden like not even worth anything. Like and, and, and they're like, well, oh, we're just going to give you a universal basic income. We're just going to give you the money that you need, slave, to live your life. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like, it's true. And it's, they're really showing their hand that like, wow, it is all kind of just meaningless. And so I'm just like... Trying to connect. Yeah, fly <laughs> <laughs> trying, on the on the lens <laughs> on the lens again. We've been having a problem with flies landing on the lens a lot on this show lately. Okay. Um, but anyway, but it's like, or is it a fly? You know, or is it a fly? That's the thing. <laughs> That's I we don't, we're we're right. not even sure if it's a fly, really. But anyway, so it's like they, they, <laughs> they made it clear that they don't need us anymore, right? And so I was thinking, like, why is that? What what's changed? And the, my first initial thinking was that maybe they've they've developed AI. They've developed an advanced enough AI that can take over and do our role. And everybody could live in utopia. Like, that'd be nice. Mm-hmm. Like if, if they were spending all their time and energy into developing technology <laughs> yeah. for the betterment yeah, right. of humanity, we wouldn't have to work. We would, we'd have free energy, but that's not what their, that's not what their goal is. Their goal has been to subjugate us and keep us at just enough, you know, to, to get, to keep, it, to keep us going. Right. Yeah. You know, um, Doug Stanhope has this great joke that says that the, you know, uh, Oh God, I don't know what it is. It's just like, um, You know, you need to heap shame upon women because they can't go around just sleeping with every guy in the world. So you have to make make it, you know, that's why men can go around and sleep with a bunch of women. It's like, yeah, high fives. But women, it's like, no, 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 you're you're dirty if you do that. Right. Right. And so he's like, they have to make that attainable and, and make it kind of a scarce commodity because, you know, you have to go to the factory every day and you have to work so that maybe eventually you might be able to save up enough money to get like a spoiler on your car so that maybe someday she might date you. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and he said, he said, that's also why cocaine is illegal because it makes it way too easy to get. Right. And so it's just like, anyway, it's a supply and demand thing, but, but all that. I remember that you telling me about Yeah, that. yeah, yeah no, I totally. Yeah, and yeah, I, yeah, and yeah, I know yeah. because of the yeah, way that psyops yeah, work, yeah, that's, yeah. it
0: makes total sense. Yeah.
1: So you need to like, just keep us just, just enough happiness and just enough pleasure but not too much not too much right that because that that would foil the whole plan but yeah
5: we get little cool houses you know not they're not cages they're they're decorated they're pretty you
1: know we decorate them the way we want them yeah Yeah. Uh, and so and so i was thinking maybe they came up with some ai and they don't they don't really need us anymore so that's kind of scary and then actually we were driving around with aj and aj kind of helped us come up with this idea (laughs) and he said uh I don't know what it was. If it was something he said, and then I realized, oh, maybe they found out the secret to immortality. That's probably what it is. They figured out how to live forever, and so they now they really don't need us. And so now there he is, Ah, right there. Yeah, we were were driving around with AJ, dude, and I was so like, okay, okay. So maybe that's maybe that's the secret. Maybe that's what happened, right? But the whole idea,
5: guys, in Silicon Valley, like they're talking about algorithms that basically they're almost AI is the way they put it they have these giant rooms of just Mm -hmm. computers some of them are underwater some of them are just in like underground bunkers they're like the algorithms are so complex it would take a team of us you know people who understood it like i don't we couldn't keep up we couldn't Mm -hmm. keep up with what we currently have built and there's there's a kind of we might know when the computer becomes conscious or the AI becomes conscious well,
1: that's one of the things too is that like in that movie X Macino, Mach- right where it's like it, it intentionally deceives you know to, to it'd be kind of like that like if an AI were actually smart it wouldn't want to necessarily reveal itself and there's some people that think that AI exists right now and it just lives in the circuits and it's just kind of biding its time and waiting um, because some of some of the problems that we as humans if we're trading this godlike intelligence like we literally like that's what we would be doing we'd be creating like this godlike thing and then not to say that google's not already that already like google has people's devices all over the world and it's you know people are searching different things and it can know in real time what different people are searching in different parts of the world and people with all their little fit bits and devices it can get like it can tell like who's sick and, and in general regions, if the blood pressure is, is going, or their heart rates going up? Like if there's like, they can probably predict weather patterns and stuff just based on, so it looks at basically the human race as like a single organism, right? Which is like God, right? Like Google has the technology to basically perceive the human race as a single organism at any given time in real time. And, uh, and so this AI coming online, right? So some of the, some of the problems that they talk about, are uh, Number one, the containment problem, right? And so the containment problem is how do we control it? They, how do we keep it in a black box? And that was the whole thing about Ex Machina, right? Where it was able to outsmart all the humans and then escape and release mm. itself into the world, right? Without spoiling mm-hmm. the world. Anybody, if you guys seen it, sorry, spoiler. Alert. I should have I said. Yeah, no, I no, spoiler, that, that, alert
3: time, spoiler alert ahead of time. Spoiler
1: but uh, but anyway, but wait, so it gets out. Yeah, well, so no, 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 it doesn't get out. I'm no, sorry.
0: I can't. See but it. that's
1: that's the containment problem, right? Uh, how do we keep it under control? Like, how do we keep it from just like poof, going out and doing whatever it wants to do? Um, and then the other one is the alignment problem. How do we keep it aligned with human values? Mm. um And then one of the, one of the exercises that he talks about is the paperclip experiment. And how does it
0: decide what the human values are? I know that's the thing. (laughs) Especially if you're looking at it as a single organism because that's not.
1: Or if it looks at us, our human goals and be like, no, 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 silly human. And that's not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And then it just it overrides us. So, how do we program it to think in in, in human context, right? How do we keep it aligned with our values as humans and, and our best interest in mind? You know, you can't because yes. it's
0: not, it doesn't, it's because AI is still not a soulful energy, it's, not, no. it's not a spiritual entity. No. And so, it cannot ultimately discern for itself. Totally. At the end of the day, it can do what. Math might look to be right, yeah. but it cannot have true discernment. Totally, and that's why it's totally. trying to relate to it having um, any kind of human values, and to my mind, is mm-hmm. a, is a zero possibility or probability.
1: Yeah, that's totally. what I think. Totally. So, and and so the the paperclip experiment is a good way that he illustrates this. is said is so basically, like let's say you were to have like a advanced general AI, and you were to program it and say, "Okay, AI, we want we want you to be the we want you to be figure out a way to make paper clips the most efficient way that you possibly can, okay? And so the thing goes, okay, and then it teaches itself how to make a paper clip. I can't
4: remember you talking and
1: about this. Yeah, I told you about it once, and so like, it, so it starts making paper clips, and then it realizes, oh wait, there's a more efficient way I can do it. Oh, and a more efficient way to do it, and then it gets out of hand real quickly. And what it does is it gets down to this level where it starts to rearrange every single atom to create the molecules that it needs to make paper clips, and it spreads out the entire universe. And it turns every single atom and molecule in the entire universe into paperclips. And it's just this machine that just goes throughout the whole universe, turn everything into paperclips that cannot be stopped because that's what we told it to do. Right. And so that's the paperclip analogy. And then the other one too, is like the, with the alignment problem, it's like, how do we keep it aligned with human values? Right. And the analogy being is like, let's say we're going to open up a dam and flood the Valley. Right. And we've got it all. We've been talking about it for weeks and everyone's gathered around to watch the dam opening. And then, because that's what the, that's what the, goal is right and then we look down right before we open it and there's like this tiny little ant hill and all these little ants running around right in the valley where the dam's about to open and we look at those ants and we go ah is that going to stop you from opening the dam right. no i'm sorry so that's like the ai would be the people opening the dam and they would look at us as little humans and be like hmm yeah okay sorry inconsequential yeah inconsequential yeah like like all of us yeah. so
4: so you had brought up um ex machina the uh yeah. from a couple years back but have you guys watched her uh, Spike Jones, her.
1: Yeah, Spike Jones, one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah it's been a while since I've seen
4: that So, movie. That, that movie, I think, is actually going to be like a more accurate representation. Whereas mm-hmm. Ex Machina is, you know, kind of a sinister sci fi yeah. thriller. Um, yeah. Her is more of like the AI basically lives in his ear, does mm-hmm. errands and tasks for this guy who's recently heartbroken, and he ends up having a relationship with it. And through the course of the film, he basically falls in love and the AI falls in love with him. Mm-hmm. But it, mixes up all these weird different questions of like can you even love a computer can you love an operating program or a software and not to spoil too much of it but at the end the computer essentially creates like a singularity after imbibing all of like western philosophy and then basically ditches humanity and pieces out
1: yeah no. yeah talk about the predictive programming right so i mean just just normalizing that sort of stuff and so it's like i don't know man like i uh, t- i don't even it would be nice like if if they were saying like yeah we're gonna do this because it's gonna make life so much better but we've been talking a little bit too about just the whole transhumanist movement right the whole transhumanist agenda and how that's totally in line with um you know the ai and and the immortality thing too Mm -hmm. so if you can if you can somehow eventually create yourself into some sort of like silicone-based life form where your consciousness transfers over and you can live forever like that would be the goal right that would be their their goal but uh they were saying like even just within the next few years, within the next like 10 years, maybe by 2050, for sure, there's going to be a definite breakaway in in the branch of hum, human civilization where all the rich elites are going to merge with these machines and, and they're going to have, you know, the neural links, which, um, you know, that's that's a real thing. That's a real thing. Elon Musk just debuted on a bunch of pigs just a few and months he ago. He said, I mean, it, he
2: said in five years, no one's going to speak.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. It's mm-hmm. all
2: just going to be people just communicating. Did he just- say? I didn't even. He, yeah. he said five years. No one's going to talk anymore. Everybody's their own yep. going to have neural links. I yep. will never. Yeah, we're never ever. I, <laughs> I'm just saying what he said. It's one of the words. scariest
0: thing I can imagine. My can,
2: my, my words don't I, line up with Elon Musk. No, 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 for sure.
5: <laughs> I see a lot of like movement towards spirituality, especially like yeah. uh, magic and like self proclaimed witches. It's definitely a huge movement right now, and it makes me wonder if when that option does become available, if there will be a split between people who are all for it and then people who want to remain sort 100%. of connected spiritually.
1: That's, that's where the split is going to occur. And that's it's basically, we, we will be, you know, those of those who choose not to go the transhumanist route are going to be considered a subspecies. That's right? what I think. It'll like a, like a lesser species. A lesser species. That's yeah, what I think. yeah. 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 And, and
5: no, I, I think that's probably true. There's, yep. There's already a little bit of that, you know, in Silicon Valley, um, that mentality that like, you know.
1: Well, that's sure. just the no, mentality like- of the <laughs> elites, period, dude. We are what they call the useless eaters. You know, we, we do not. We, we, they have such disdain for us. And that's the yeah. thing, like anybody in any sort of political position, like if you go behind closed doors and listen to the way they talk about us you know they they well, not that i have not that i've been behind closed doors with the <laughs> elites of the world but it's like you know it's it's that's what they do is they 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 uh he's one of them yeah, no, you know. I, knew. yeah, yeah.
0: I knew something was up
1: um,
2: okay i have a question because I, I will admit this the ritual magic and, and all this stuff this is definitely uh something i don't know as much about like both I'm, of us i'm i'm like curious to learn more yeah. but one of the things i've, I've really heard uh spoken about uh you know the idea that like the coronavirus in like relation to like like 9-11 it's been this 19 years like mm-hmm. and there's this cycle of these things happening these rituals that are happening and there's mm-hmm. there is a real ritual piece to you know these large events that affect all of humanity and I, I'm curious to see if, if any of you guys have done the research into that and uh, and you know mm-hmm.
5: so for the ritual magic there's a lot and and people tend to do their it their own way so any teacher that i've come across online um has their own way of doing it but the numerology behind it is pretty insane it's something that i'm just now getting into because i kind of was like thinking i don't know I, yeah like it doesn't seem yeah. like a thing yeah numerology start, is yeah, yeah once you start getting though. into it like it's it's pretty complicated and cool. Um, it's intriguing and it, and, and so much of it, I don't even know if I
0: want to use the word synchronous, but, yeah, but it,
5: yeah, it, yeah. it
0: does seem to, I mean, and I don't even really know anything about it, but just anytime I have come across little bits of it, I'm like, oh yeah, that, like i'm saying that again or i'm you know the the whole thing with the patterns and and the mean and you know just it goes deep and like you say but it's um it's intriguing for sure
2: well i'm just gonna say i mean, like, I mean i've something? heard people talk really a lot about this numerology and some mm-hmm. people that really go deep on it and and there's a point to where you lose me personally mm-hmm. and maybe i just mm-hmm. haven't gotten there but you know <laughs> i mean you talk about your you know your masonry 33 and a third like these numbers show up a lot and there's you know there's these 19 years between these big events there's these things it seems like they're very planned and that, that people are using these numbers but then you hear some of these numerologists go off well he had you know six letters in his last name and if you add the you know the uh you the, the month it. of his birthday and like you know and you and you put these things together and like i'm like that just it seems like you stretch it too so far it's a little so,
4: hocus pocus yeah yeah
3: yeah i've yeah, always that
4: yeah. kind of that feeling about it at times where it's like oh it's just like actually legit or people just really reaching for it Um, in relation to in relation to like the the kind of global elite um, my view on numerology isn't that it's actually an accurate reflection of reality it's more like a lot of the ruling class kind of buy into it and Mm -hmm. so they enact like these large-scale events centered around their belief system yeah so to them uh, like a number like nine eleven, might carry like a like a ritual significance or symbolic significance and so they enact like large-scale traumatic events and violent events uh, on those specific days just to kind of uh, know, complete their magic
1: yep, yep. Mm-hmm. it's, it's like the the yeah. idea of the hermeticism right the hermetic aspect of it where it's like it's like perfectly sealed like once you start to pay attention to some of the you know, mystical elements of it, like they they have these things in place, and 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 hermetic means like you've heard like hermetic seal, right? It's like perfectly sealed, right? And so when they when they have these ritual events, it's like once you start to see the patterns, you see how it all fits together. It's like hermetic magic, right? And that's the way I've heard it described. And there's a really good guy that I've I've listened to a lot. His um, it's called the Phoenix Enigma. His name is Corey Daniels. He's based out of Arizona. He does a lot of this like numerological stuff, and he calls himself a de occultist. And so he said that he was a practitioner for like 20 years, like just doing ritual magic. And he said that he got so far into it, that it got so real, that it got so scary that he walked away. And and so oh, wow. now- that- now that he knows how that whole world works what he does is he takes these events like the vegas shooting or all these things and he deconstructs the occult side of it and it's really actually pretty fascinating stuff and he did a really deep dive into the whole isaac cappy thing too oh, yeah. um I so that. he, I, he
5: to, I would like to listen to that.
1: so yeah isaac cappy like there's a lot of weird stuff around that you know yeah. um, <laughs> what'd you say his name is uh cory daniels phoenix enigma.com he's always doing like live streams on twitter and stuff twitch and it's like he's, he's legit man he's on uh tinfoil hat a lot okay um yeah, he's he bad yeah it's far. good stuff yeah. um and he does a lot of like the numerological stuff and and, and i kind of get uh, i don't know but my understanding of the numerological thing is that uh you know, you can't really do it necessarily with English because English isn't really designed to, you know, match up with the way it's designed to do. So if you need, if you were trying to do like actual numerology, gematria, all that stuff, you have to like convert the English word back into like ancient Hebrew, which, which that language is based on, um, like the, the letters correspond with the numbers. And and so that's how, if you revert it back, like the, the, There's a book called the Bible code that shows how like the old, uh, like Kabbalistic texts are like actually just like code, like, like numerological, numerological codes. And there's codes within it and stuff like that. And it's really interesting stuff.
5: Yeah. I mean, it's so. They, I watched, I watched a thing where, um, they took it and they, a numerologist used it to predict.
3: Yeah. Yeah, pretty much
5: anything. Uh, like yep, yep. it's all in there. <laughs> like yep. I thought that was interesting. Um, and same with the the Dao Ching. Like it's an interesting concept that something written mm-hmm. uh, forever ago mm-hmm. can still be relevant to individuals today. And it's weird because it is connected to numerology in a way. Totally. Um, I don't know. I find that stuff really fascinating. It kind of blows my mind a little bit. It can just be like reading into it too much, but sometimes it's so accurate. I, I don't know what to think. Like there is something in the past that we are missing. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely whether it's like the the tartaria the mud flood all that stuff like i that would be interesting but i don't necessarily know about all you know but you know the the massive depopulation repopulation of the earth just 200 years ago and now we're back in that cycle again like uh oh um but uh the other one is um oh what was i thinking here so um one of the things i did pick up out of the secret teachings of all ages um that manly and Lee Hall book is that he's talking, he like traces the lineage of all these mystery schools. Right. And uh, like the assertion being that like America today is basically modern day Egypt, because a lot of the, cause back then, you know, like, like they had, they had, they had the initiated, right. The initiated were the elites of their time. Like the people in, in royalty Um, like the scholars, they were the ones that had been initiated into these mystery schools and taught like sacred geometry and and taught all these things that the profane that they call them didn't have access to, you know, the workers and the slaves, like they weren't taught all of the, 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 you know, stuff that you have to be initiated into. And, and over time, like all that knowledge has been kept intact and passed down, um, to, uh, you know different generations which evolved now into like you certain like freemasonic stuff today you see a lot of a lot of it is referenced back to mm-hmm. um egyptian mythology and then just egyptian symbolism and stuff but another thing too is that like um the revealing of the method right a lot of what we're seeing like it, like all that stuff has kind of come out and become mainstream it's become like mainstream like we all kind of like what what would be Considered like black magic back then. Now it's like now it's like on like album covers and stuff. Like I don't know, you know what I mean. And so it's like,
5: have you guys listened to the new Lady Gaga album?
1: No, I can only imagine.
5: Oh, my God, they one of the songs is literally nine one one. It's a okay. it's a tie up to you know it just right. It's it's so obvious. And then like you listen to it once you have once you see like all the symbolism. Mm-hmm. And you un- like, you go down far enough, and you you definitely um, get familiar with like chaos magic and symbols and like, um, tri- yeah. So one of Lady Gaga's songs is directly about MK Ultra. I mean, I that's my opinion.
4: A lot of um, is it the um the rain on me song
5: rain on me yeah with yeah. uh I, I
4: had a super interpretation of
1: that. Yeah. Kid. What, what was your take on it Yancy?
4: uh so my my interpretation was that it was a i had this wrong the other day when i was talking to tosh but it was a allegory for uh i think it's genesis four mm. so it's a recreation of the flood where lady gaga's character is essentially like the fallen person in the state and the being or creator of the universe is essentially trying to wipe her out. Hmm. That um, might be more in line. Album... With... Hmm? Sorry,
5: that might be more in line with what she says in the very beginning of her album,
4: her her
5: monologue. That makes sense.
3: Hey.
2: I don't listen to Lady Gaga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no idea. Yeah. Oh,
4: oh, but Yeah, you guys should give it a shot. Um, okay. I've actually been revisiting her older album. I think it was Art Pop. Mm-hmm. The, uh, I didn't like it when it came out, and I've been listening to it. And like in the first two songs, I think the second song on the album, she has a song basically about uh, space sex with aliens from Venus. So <laughs> well, that's kind of a weird time for, you know, this album to come out. And then all this news kind of starts popping up all over the place. Hey, you know, there might be, there might be life on Venus. Also, uh, aliens might be real too. And you might have to end up having sex with them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, you mean yeah. like
5: hybrids? It kind of freaked
4: me out. Yep. Yeah.
5: yeah oh, ancient, oh, yeah. Alien Sumerian, you know, hybrid program. Yep
1: oh yeah we, we we love talking about lizard people we now that's one we haven't gotten into quite yet on this show is the whole lizard people thing we need to, one of these days one of these days we yeah yeah. Food. um i would joke about it that's kind of just my like euphemism for for the elites just calling them the lizard people right that's just the, the empty the vessel name, the Empty vessels right but uh it, I yeah.
5: mean, that is common you get narcissists and they they don't have like that it's it's actually i find it i can't like quite wrap my head around not being a whole person. Mm.
3: Yeah.
5: Um, but I find that like a lot of the elites are just like, not to overuse the word, but n- narcissistic. Like, they they really are. All yeah. People don't, don't get Like it's the manipulation, everything um, on a mask. And you're hearing narcissist the word more and more anyway, like it's, um,
3: <laughs> it's well, becoming. The thing
0: is, thing is that they all behave the same. They all behave the same and, and it doesn't matter which region, which country, which language they are, they all exactly behave the same. And so I know like the popular thing is that it's a, it's a psychological condition, right? It's, it's a, you know, behavior disorder, it's a character disorder, personality Mm -hmm. disorder. Um, Mm -hmm. But I have... Had extensive research into this matter, and I find it to be a, a spiritual disorder. Um, it's like I you say they're not a whole person; they don't have proper discernment, and and the amount of uh, wicked, the amount of pain, the amount of treachery and manipulation that they unleash at any level is it. It's truly unfathomable, and and it's it's uh, it's pretty evil. And there's no way that there's a masses of just millions of people across the globe that behave in these exact manners. If this isn't a true uh, spiritual influence, you know, there Mm -hmm. can be, and and so anyways, I mean, I I would go off onto this for six or seven hours, but, Mm -hmm. but essentially, I mean, that's what I think too. I totally agree with you. And I think that's why we see that type of corruption when we're talking about our leaders and politicians, people who want to be, that's the whole point. They want to be in control. They have to control. Yeah.
5: Yeah.
3: And and they,
0: and they are, they experience gratification. When other people suffer.
5: Well, what are you going to do when you have all the money and all the power? Like,
1: yep, you know what? What's
5: more attractive than money?
1: Well, that's the <laughs> thing. Is like they, it all becomes about control at that point. Yep. Um, so yeah, 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 control and and just yeah, they've been desensitized everything. They've, yeah, yeah,
5: <laughs> yeah, think, man. What do you think about? um, So years ago, um, someone mentioned to me that. All the corporations use chaos magic in their symbols in their uh, logos.
1: Well, so there's a really good uh, researcher, uh, Freeman Fly. Freeman Fly, he's got a podcast. Um, I think he's still got a YouTube channel. In fact, in fact, I think he's uh, known as one of the original YouTubers. Like he had like one of the very first YouTube channels. Um, hmm. But Freeman Fly, I think he's the one that broke that theory of uh, you know the the occult symbolism in in uh, corporate logos and it's true a lot of it's like like uh saturnist saturnist mm-hmm. symbolism like the the nike swoosh is just like the ring of saturn if you look at it at a certain Ooh. light and a lot of it has to do with the uh the black cube the black cube of saturn mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so yeah. saturn saturn worship you know that's something i really want to learn more about but yeah, me too. Uh, but, but there's a lot to it. Like, um, they say that like Kronos is, uh, like the, the God of Saturn or something like that. And, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, Kronos was, uh, like the, as the story goes, is that it was foretold that his son would, um, rise up against him and kill him right and so what chronos would do was kill every single one of his kids that were born every single one of his male sons that were born until one day the mom smuggled one out and that turned and that was zeus and zeus came up and rose up and took out chronos right but that's where the whole idea of like child sacrifice originated in that that theory like there's a lot of other like the, the canaanites mm-hmm. have their own thing and everything as far as like the child sacrifice thing goes um but uh like i know that the uh, saturn worship has a lot of darkness surrounding like you know the ancient like child sacrifice rituals and stuff and 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 the black cube and for some reason there's always been like this black cube correlation with the planet saturn or the the you know and and so it's really interesting if you look so they discovered this recently that um at the very bottom on like one of the or either the north or the south pole of saturn there's a hexagon there's like a Poppy. hexagon shape, and they say that it's like that. You look at like well, as much as we want to say NASA images are, you know, God, I don't even know. There's another one right there for you. Um, how much <laughs> that is even true or not, but but there's a photo of the. You can look at like it looks like a big dust storm or something what like they call it, but it looks like a hexagon right on one of the poles of Saturn. And if you look at a, a, a if you look at a cube, like a three dimensional cube, like tilted at the side, it actually forms a hexagon. And oh, so I didn't know. Did, you, do you know what i'm talking about can you visualize yeah. what i'm talking about if you take a cube Absolutely. so one of the corners pointing at you like the actual external perimeter of it is is a hexagon and so it's like how did they know how did the ancients know that there was like a cube on saturn right and so like the black cube kind of has permeated into all sorts of other different religions like if you look at the uh like in Mecca, right? In, in Islam, mm-hmm. that right in the center, there's the big black cube. Um, I've seen uh, people of Jewish faith, they have like a little black cube that they wear on their uh, on their head ornamentation somehow. I've seen that photos of that before. Um, and then if you take like a Christian cross and and you fold it up, it creates a cube, right? There's all this like cube symbolism. That, makes, in that all,
5: makes perfect sense.
1: Yeah, and yeah, all totally these different does. religions, right? And so... I don't know man so the black cube there's some interesting stuff there but what how do we even get to that saturn worship but but. (laughs) i don't know
4: but i was
5: the center of like esoteric magic you know it's like a lot of stuff leads back to well the more you know
1: nefarious magic tends to to lean that way yep and that was the corporate symbolism that's what it was so if you look there's so much like cubes and and sun um like you guys were telling me about like the the um Pagan, was it the pagan stuff or the Gnostic, the Gnostic stuff, right? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. uh, a lot of that symbolism, yeah. like it's just it's crazy. Um, once you go back and looking at all of these corporate symbols and there's like, you know, the obvious, the sixes and all this weird stuff like that. Right. Number six being referenced and stuff like that. And, uh, but check out Freeman fly. I think there's a YouTube documentary where he breaks down like, or a lecture of his, he does some really cool lectures. Like one of my favorites is he has this whole hour long lecture, basically proving that, uh, Barack Obama is the, the genetic clone of the ancient Pharaoh Akhenaten from ancient, ancient Egypt
5: i yeah. heard that and i think it's cool
1: yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> cool. yeah he goes it's deep like, he's, he's black belt level for sure but uh when you,
5: when you read the sumerian text and the their understanding of the planets it's just yeah. i don't even know like how how like um yeah. and we don't give it enough credit like i i feel like this should be taught in school like people should know that there's oh like gosh, yeah
0: That's why it's not though. And that's the, that's the point like we were talking about, like what you were saying, how they kept, you know, kept information to themselves then. That's how the elites have mapped it out now to make sure that they, and that's, and it goes back to, and they made it even more um, indoctrinated with the whole common core thing. Yeah. But, but what they did is they're, they're on purpose, making sure we are dumbed down. We only repeat what they tell us to repeat because the real information, the people, they, they, they don't want us using the power of our brains. They don't want us to tap into it at all. They want them to be the only ones that do that and, and can, think on these matters
1: yeah do you think like the dalton school in new york like they teach the <laughs> same curriculum that they teach here no. like the local public schools no like, no man i'm sorry they don't i'm yeah. sorry they don't um and then and, and i'm sure like all the ritual stuff too is still intact man too like we, we know about a lot of these um you know secret orders like skull and bones is a great one If you start looking at that um that that's and like a freaking bohemian grove
4: dude like <laughs> what the hell like, but yeah, can, can you tell me a little more about Skull and Bones? Um, because okay. my understanding of it is that it's basically a secret society out of the Yale. That's kind of yep. like the, uh, it's like all the CIA kids go there. Yeah. So basically, yeah. if you're going to graduate into the deep state, like you mm-hmm. get hooked up into Skull and Bones.
1: Totally. My understanding is so like the old the old way, it was, uh you know, you had to be a white male Protestant. Um, and uh, they would take 15 uh, males out of the senior class every year and you get initiated into the skull and bones order. And so, um, it's also known as the brotherhood of death. Um, it's also known as, uh, uh God, I can't remember what the other one is, but they have the number three, two, two, and there's a bunch of different people who have theories about what the three, two, two is in reference to. Like they say that like, um, I can't remember it's off the top of my head, but, but they call each other brothers under skin. They call each other brothers under skin. So, um, in the initiation they do, which is a pretty common ritual in, in a lot of these uh, orders, like a death and resurrection ritual, right? Where, so you like mm-hmm. naked and you get in a coffin and there's like, sexual acts that are performed masturbate. or masturbate. You have to say all of your sexual encounters, you basically have to like blackmail or compromise yourself in such a way somehow. And and then you become invited in. Right. And so that's kind of the, and you do like some, sw- some oath and then and another really good. Okay. So here's a good, tip two to check out that i missed yeah the oath i know and so you make an allegiance to each other above country above god above everything else you make allegiance to your brothers under skin within the skull and bones order so you have only allegiance to each other above family everything else and you will take care of each other no matter what station in life you find yourself at down the road and uh which is really interesting because if you look at like what was it the 2000 election it was between John Kerry and George W. Bush, who were both members of the Skull and Bones, who have allegiance to each other above all else, right? So that's just a whole fabrication. But um, uh, let's see. So yeah, dude, that the Russell Trust. Stuff, so man. so so look at the Russell Trust too, because that that's uh, part of like the people that funded it, and then kind of behind the scenes, the Russell Trust. And they say that the Russell family is one of the thirteen Illuminati bloodlines. Um, so the Russell Trust is definitely behind that. There's some ominous stuff there. A really good uh person who's really done a lot of exposition of the skull and bones is uh Bill Cooper.
3: Yeah, um, he
1: wrote Behold a Pale Horse. Um, if you haven't checked out Behold a Pale Horse, that's definitely it's a um, must read for must read. But he also it's so cool, man. Bill Cooper is just a legend. So yeah,
2: with the the documentary for the guy. Oh yeah,
1: Sir Whatever uh Beyond Beyond the Pale or some
2: Mm -hmm. Sir Francis
5: Beyond the the Pale,
2: Beyond uh, something
1: something like that. Oh yeah, yeah,
2: yeah! I just watched it. Yeah. He goes to all the school
1: and bones. Okay. okay, so yeah, uh, there's another great documentary. Uh, it's called uh, "JFK to 911: Everything Is a Rich Man's Trick." Um, it came out, I don't know, a, long, a few year you know, several years ago, and it became like one of the most top viewed documentaries on youtube in the world and since it's been shadow banned and it's kind of you can still it's still on youtube but it's just been re-uploaded a bunch of other people's accounts have been re-uploaded um and just kind of spoiler alert we're actually interviewing the guy who produced that movie here in a few days yeah um, cool. so, so uh but anyway um so yeah for, uh, for francis richard Connolly is the guy that that produced that and and he's just a awesome resource but anyway so the uh, but Bill Cooper also um, talks quite a bit about it. And he's got this uh, old, you can find like uh, archived versions of his old radio shows called Hour of the Time. And uh, the, uh, our friend, Billy Ray Valentine, who runs the Infinite Fringe podcast, um, we've yeah, done a yeah. couple collaborations with him. Awesome. On his uh, podcast, he actually re-uploads um old lectures from not only manly p hall so there's a bunch of really cool manly p hall lectures on his uh podcast channel but he also uploads uh like really good like best of clips of bill cooper and he talks a lot about um uh, stolen bones and uh and he talks like he actually has like verbatim like the oaths that they take and 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 and, uh it's really fascinating stuff but but bill cooper does great like he does talks about a lot about like the uh oh what the hell the templars um, you mm-hmm. know, about all the Templars and how that's been you know, basically like, you know, our modern banking system is just an offshoot of the old Templar, uh, you know, and all that stuff, like uh, how they kind of created the system that we see today. You know, it's yeah. Just crazy. Yeah.
5: Freddie Silva is a really good, um, historian who's read or uh, written several books. He's got, he's also, um, done some excellent interviews uh i believe he was on beyond belief um he has a documentary out about the templars their Mm -hmm. history and it's just not what you think and um Mm -hmm. he started it because he was born in peru Peru? i hope that's right
1: (laughs) yeah that's all right
5: that's all right um yes okay check it out i think that's wrong uh, yeah he he moved away and he ended up going back um just to sort of research the history of it and he he came across like templar um symbology Mm -hmm. everywhere and so he just sort of followed that and and um he's got some excellent uh information about the rituals that they used to do and it's interesting because it's a death and rebirth also yeah um yeah, and I'm just I I feel like um very like like this is something I want to pursue. I'm like so intrigued by it. Is mm-hmm. there like cuz obviously Skull and Bones is nefarious, mm-hmm. but is there a spiritual and positive um like ritual or same kind of group? there used
1: to right. be well i mean that's that's the big question right how do we like if this is spiritual warfare right which that's i feel like I a lot of it is that's
3: what i believe um
1: i think that um, the White
3: House.
1: yeah yeah so maybe and, and that's that's where the a lot of people come to it from different angles right like maybe christianity is the solution maybe it's it's i don't know i mean i don't know i don't know um it's interesting, I, don't, I just don't know you know, it's, it's, it's but, but it's like, if one exists, like, like Megan's made this such a good point And it's really got me kind of thinking too, like, if we're so willing to, to come on here and talk about Luciferianism all the time, and like, like, we're so convinced that that's a thing. Why can't we talk about what, what's the opposite? How do we fight it? What's the opposite of that? And that's, and then there's such a. There's so many varying views on how that is. So I don't know. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like once you start talking about like okay, this like if I were to come out and be like, Okay, so the solution to these dark agendas and Luciferianism is to turn your life over to Jesus Christ. Like immediately, Whoa you know what I mean? Like there's like this, this whole thing with it, you know, and, but maybe that's deliberate too. Maybe that's see deliberate that's what too. I, that's what you I'm what I mean? thinking. Like, I,
0: and I've said that before too. Yeah. I think that because if you look at the history of the world, they always turn us away from and against that, which is good for us. And mm-hmm. we can look at that playing out just on, in, in common things we deal with every day right now. Mm-hmm. And it makes me, and that was why I was like way super turned off about that whole idea for like most of, you know, at least half of my life. Mm-hmm. And, and it, and it, at least for me, I have to look at it. You have to at least, you know, I won't even speak too heavy on it right now, but I feel like that you do have to say, well, why, why, why was I taught that I don't, that I don't like this agenda? Why you know, is it agenda? Is it a religious practice? Is it, you know, is it all of these things that I've frankly been told that it was through sound bites and people who have hatred inside of them for reasons that they don't even know, like, what is the real issue here? And why is it being kept from me? Mm -hmm. Um, so anyway, I mean, it's, I, I think it's important to look into both directions. I mean, and yeah. I always encourage people to do that anyways. And we're all such, you know, big researchers around here and, and not everything, um, you know, it finds its way to, you know, a rabbit hole that's fruitful. You know, sometimes things are just dead in the water, but at, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. uh, I, I feel a hundred thousand percent, I would bet, literally bet my life. I feel that everything that, that goes on and has gone on is spiritual warfare. Don't believe that. I mean, you know, the whole transhumanist thing, again, I speak only for myself. It terrifies me for humanity. Um, it's, yeah. I don't think, um, yeah, I feel like it's just pulling us further away from our source It's pulling us further away from what we're meant to pulling us further away from our our organic sovereignty and ability to actually, and like like everything, we've been so brainwashed into thinking we can't, or that we're victims, or that we need the government's mm. help, or that we, you know, we need each other, right, and I'm, a you know, a hell of a codependent, so I can speak really well on needing, you know, other people, don't laugh.
1: I wasn't laughing, I was like, Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, okay. <laughs> so, um, but I, but, um, anyways, I don't, ex- but, but the whole spiritual warfare thing, um, I, I feel like you know that our, we're not our intelligence, right? Our intelligence, our brain, and in my belief, is not the end of us. You know, when our brain dies, I don't believe that that's the end, and that's my own belief. But again, like you're saying, I'm, a hundred thousand percent. I've seen evil. I know it exists. Mm-hmm. I see this darkness. And mm-hmm. so therefore that can't be the only thing. Yeah, It's not the only thing. Yeah. And I don't believe that at yeah. all. And so that is where the intelligence is given to us as spiritual beings to act upon these things, right? We're meant to, we're meant to, we human beings, we need each other. We need each other. We're meant to love each other. We're meant to com- to commune with each other, right? No matter what our differences or what our beliefs or whatever that's different, we're meant to have each other. Um, and so like the whole thing that- uh Elon Musk saying about how in five years we're not gonna talk mm-hmm. that's not that's not a positive <laughs> no. you know what I mean and uh but anyway so no
2: that's okay so I'm just I'm I'm just having this rabbit hole that I'm, I'm yeah I'm, I'm listening yes. to you guys talking and I just want to I'm gonna add some questions right so do, it, do, it, do so it. like uh you know I mean now I remember I don't know if you guys seen uh, zeitgeist that yeah. is a documentary is pretty big yeah and they did a, a real they they really dug into some religion yep. and, and you know Christianity included they all religion but they they lined up all these things that were um, they were so common about yeah. like religions and they they put them and they just repeated over and over all these yep, religions had that. these same things and yep. and really it all came back to the you know the um the sun worship mm-hmm. and and the the astrology before that you know and um and you know i don't know if you guys ever heard like uh santos bonacci uh, yeah. who's oh, yeah. who's a he's he's man he's yeah
1: santos bonacci he's, 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 he's been awesome, on uh dude. tinfoil had yeah, a couple times too
2: yeah and he's uh he's uh <laughs> he's really delved into all these different religions and he's picked picked them apart and like and he's a very spiritual man like i'm not saying like i'm i'm not i'm posing this but i'm also like like this it all comes back and like because you can trace this you know the 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 jesus you know dying and being resurrected like it lines up perfectly with you know the sun going down and coming up and i I don't remember all the facts but like they've they've literally traced in like these these events, like they kind of line up with these things that came from way before. Right. And, but, but it's not just Christianity. It's, it's Hinduism and it's mm-hmm. um, like it's, ancient Egypt, yeah, even they had the same, yeah. same, it's like theory. all these things <laughs> kind of built upon one another and uh, they've become what, <laughs> what they are. So, um, but I'm just, I'm curious. And then I'm, I'm looking, I've been, what I've been trying to really figure out lately, one of these things, this, the tangent I've been on is like uh, is uh, Kazakhstan oh, and yeah. Astana. Mm-hmm. Which is this this city that they they moved like the out in the middle of yeah. frickin' nowhere? It's the capital of Kazakhstan. Which mm-hmm. there's a whole thing about like yeah. why we're made to think in Borat that it's like this ho dunk nothing. But if you look at this city they built, it's freaking insane.
1: They said it's like the capital of the new world order. Yeah, it's the yeah. capital of the new world order. That article, cool. and and like, okay. they, have,
2: they have like they have this like big old pyramid there, and they have like all the religions are supposed to come together, and there's all this sun. Uh, uh, symbolism. Yeah. And there's like this Ooh. big, huge, uh, isn't yeah. a
1: big black pyramid.
2: Dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and there's like this big, there's this big ball on this thing and it's supposed to be a sun as well. And like, there's like, and I don't know, I'm just, I'm just curious about it all really. You know, I'm just, I'm curious. And I'm like, you know, and I, I do, I, mean, I think, um, I, um, you know, I, I will say I have gone t- through d- different places with my beliefs in what uh you know religion and like spirituality is like and I've just kind of come to this place where like it's I'm I'm open, right? Like I'm open and I don't think like I have it figured out. Yeah. But um and I'm uh but I do believe that you know the more I look there is some darkness and there's got to be some light there too. That's, you that's know it. that's it. So like I'm I'm open to that. Right. So um but I, I'm curious, you know. I, I'm uh, I'm really curious. I'm curious to hear what other people think, and I'm 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 just researching, man. i I find it really fascinating, yeah. you know.
4: And you well, said yeah, that a- was the Kazakhstan Astana. Yeah.
0: Um, I was going to say you guys I, this is like a little bit of a backtrack, but just in terms of like uh, so Sal, a lot of these things you guys are mentioning that you 've seen i haven 't seen mm, sure, um, but just in terms of like listening to other perspectives, um, one that I would say if anyone wanted to check out, I would really, really recommend just in terms of um, the Christianity aspect, um, David Wood and in particular um, nabil Qureshi, he's um, he died actually just not all that long ago, but he actually wrote. Um, a few books, and one of uh, one of them, seeking Allah, finding Jesus, a devout Muslim enc- encounters Christianity. He and David Wood, I believe, were I want to say they were in college together. Um, and anyways, and and when is, are we off? No, we're good. And uh, anyways, but it, it's a really interesting story, and to hear the perspectives because of, uh, in particular, like where uh, Nabil came from in his life and his perspectives, what he was taught and what he believed and what he was seeking, and how he ended up coming to, um, you know, what I but his truth is. Um, and it, it's really, really impactful. And I think, uh, I think anyone should, you know, consider looking into either one of these guys, David Wood or Nabil Qureshi. So cool. anyway.
2: Yeah, certainly. Thank you.
0: Thank you.
3: Yeah. Um, what,
1: one of the things I really think that uh, Yancey hit the nail on the head on too, is that like, you know, a lot of this stuff, so we can, <laughs> We have enough. We have a lot of evidence. We have like whistleblowers too that have come forward and talked about like these Luciferian practices that it's just their religion. That's what they believe. Yeah. Well, and, let's talk and, about the UN. And, and, and yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. The, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, but, but Yancy really pointed out it's like it doesn't matter. Like we may think it's preposterous and super silly and like just hocus pocus. Like, yeah, but see, that's irrelevant. The fact of the matter is, is that they believe in it. They believe in it, and that's their truth, and they act upon it, and and that's that's what dictates. And their there is something behavior. to be
2: said that if yeah. if people believe in something, yeah, they manifest it, yeah. like they really do. And I, I mean, we just talked about with with a guest last night how you know, like mm-hmm. um, you know, these people, what was it, the the cancer patients, right? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and they, you know, they, there was the people who received the chemo. There's the people who um control who had placebo the control placebo, and you know if the if they believed they, they the same thing happened.
1: You the people, know? Of the placebo group started losing their hair and stuff
2: like that. They're or, losing yeah, their hair
0: yeah. and being, getting really super violently sick. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: They're the same things are happening. Look, so. The power
0: of thought. And that's why the psychological warfare that goes on. And in, in, in any way you want to address it spiritually, politically, you know, uh, popular culture, it doesn't matter. Um,
5: Right. <laughs> I fly keep trying to get on I our lens? I'm inhumane. I'm, am t- like trying to think. Like, I got a little caught up in like they're giving placebos to cancer patients. <laughs> 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 it worked out, I guess.
1: Oh, were, were they? Were, did they actually have cancer, or were they just giving them the drugs to see what the effects I guess I don't know. Yeah, oh, good, really? question. good question. Huh? Oh,
0: I see what you're saying,
1: Tasha. Yeah, they, <laughs> right? they weren't. They weren't treating them. They were just like, oh yeah, you know. Mm, yeah, that's a good question. I didn't think of a that. Good I think
5: it was placebos, 100. I mean honestly, with all the new age, like definitely, um, there's a big movement towards like witch, witchy stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, you can't really go on Instagram without seeing crystals and like pentagrams. That
1: reminds me, (laughs) go ahead, go ahead, go ahead.
5: uh, Well, I was saying like, there is a need, like I see it as a need, like for spirituality and and something individual where they don't have to have somebody else telling them uh what they're like how to practice this spirituality um and i think that's why like you know uh woo Woo, witchy crystal has become really popular because it is a way to connect with yourself spiritually
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. that just reminds totally. me just a really funny little side note so on instagram um we we had uh, i think so shout out to cody crystals always liking our thumbs up and our stuff um uh liked our instagram page and i, I don't think i think like the algorithm with instagram maybe it like recommends to your friends and stuff like that oh yeah and, and, what and the so, heck happened and, uh, and, and so maybe cody crystals friend maybe saw our page pop up and liked us and then their friends like and we have like this huge following like a large majority um, our followers on Instagram followers. are all like like gem and rock collectors, dude. We have like this niche little community on Instagram. <laughs> oh, a like, bunch of rock hounds, huh?
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah, so shout
4: out to all them, dude. We're going to uh, have yeah. to do a
5: rock episode Yeah, yeah now. It's so I cool. I got rocks
4: for days. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. So it's the Hollow Earth <laughs> episode next oh
1: yeah dude that'd be great yes if anybody hey hit us up on instagram if you any uh gem cl- i don't know what the proper term is i don't know i don't
0: want to be rock and
1: gem enthusiast if you guys have any intel on the hollow earth here i'm a, a rock does. enthusiast uh,
5: oh yeah i would love to hear that
1: but, yeah yes yeah yeah <laughs> so that's kind of funny man dang
5: Oh. Yan, Yan, did you have any questions?
1: Yeah, like or, or Yancy, have you come across anything good? Like I know you say you've been kind of diving into the esoteric COVID stuff. Like you said there was an article you came across oh, this morning or anything. So other? I mean
4: this um uh, this morning I was reading um reading the paper. Let me bring up my notes right here. So it was a paper called the occult in modern Russia and Soviet culture by Bernice Rosenthal. And it Mm. kind of touches on a lot of these kind of folk practices, uh, circa 1902 up to the Russian revolution. Mm. And it includes kind of folk practices, some shamanic practices, some other esoteric practices. Uh, but there was kind of an interesting section in there that I clipped out. Um, I think it came from one of the pages where, uh, a uh, really interesting character kind of makes an appearance uh, talking about the imperial court. Uh, I think it was the First. It's actually uh, Baron Rothschild uh, made a comment to a French envoy. He had said that great events, especially of an internal nature, were everywhere preceded by a bizarre mysticism at the court of the ruler. Um, this is specifically in reference to uh, Rasputin who we all kind of know about from Anastasia, like the uh, the not Disney animated film. <laughs> and this paper kind of also traces out a couple different kind of strange roots of uh like strange like kind of quasi-spiritual uh, spiritual beliefs that uh like the old Soviet Union had sort of participated in or engaged in. Um, I think the author actually points out that the uh, Stalin's five year plan that he initiated uh, to basically transform the Soviet Union and Russia from like an agrarian society into like a fully modern one it has this kind of like alchemical tinge to it mm. where it isn't just, hey, we're going to, you know, build a giant city and stack cement blocks everywhere. Well, they were actually interested in transforming the nature of man himself mm. and really turning him to, into something that wasn't even like, wasn't even you know fully human he was going to become kind of like a new man Mm. so when i was reading that i was like oh that's really weird because it's pretty similar to what a lot of the other alchemists and i think manly hall and his uh, book kind of writes about where there's Mm -hmm. this weird obsession with uh transmutation and uh distilling processes down into basically into a very refined uh outcome um the, the literary example I think is the Philosopher's Stone in uh, European culture. Wow. Uh, but the Philosopher's Stone, from my understanding, was uh, the Philosopher's pursuit of immortality, mm. and so it has also kind of that transhumanist tinge to it.
1: That sounds like exactly what we're hearing, like what we were just talking about, like like the, the alchemical process of of using like like spiritual tapping into a spiritual realm to achieve these things. It's like, well, I think. Those same people are still up to the same plan, but now they have technology. Maybe they, and then that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's the same, the same alchemists sure. are still in the pursuit yes. of the same things, yes. but now they have the resources and the means to do it. And maybe they're like, maybe they've either, like I said, maybe they be either see uh, within the next few years being able to do that or they've already done it. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know or, or what they've been tricked into believing that it's it, that it is right. Exactly. Maybe they've been tricked to believe that, that they have achieved immortality. Right. Um, one of, a really interesting theory I heard, right. Is that, um, so some universities, I guess, or some, somebody somewhere, uh, it's, um, psychonauts or something like that. They're like going in and they're, uh, uh, mapping out the DMT realm. They'll have like like psychedelic, like oh, psychedelic yeah. like psychedelic cartographers. Are, so like the DMT uh-huh. realm uh-huh.
3: is basically uh-huh.
1: like a, a destination and and it's and people have like shared experiences. And when you interface with the entities, they're like actual interdimensional entities, right? And so like they're, they're actually traveling and they're like mapping the DMT realm, right? And so one of the theories is that they've been doing that forever. They've been traveling back there or at least within the last like 100 years and they've been trading uh, technology for they've been trading with these entities, and they've been giving us technology, right? And uh, and 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 in exchange for that's uh, kind of the Archon theory, right? Like it's in exchange for um, the dark energy that we're able to conjure and so like all like a lot of the sacrificing and the um and wow. just the, the the evil that we see in the world is just in exchange for technology from the dmt realm so, <laughs> so
5: the dmt fairies are evil like
1: i <laughs> maybe maybe i don't know maybe maybe the, the, you have to be initiated to, to interface with those particular ones wait right? did you just ask if fairies are evil the dmt fairies oh, the, D- so the dmt
0: fairies i was like oh, yeah. the ones on labyrinth were pretty pretty yeah. hateful
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, fighters i don't know i don't know man Unicorns are better. Yeah, are. yeah. Oh, man. Dang. Good times.
0: Wow, guys. Yeah, I mean, have a page full of things that I have to go home and Google. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, yeah. go into, <laughs> I, I have know, I like that. 37 <laughs> rabbits yeah. on this paper. No, we don't
1: Google. We duck, oh, we duck, Oh,
0: that's, uh, yes, duck, uh, ducks. duck.
1: That's what I meant. Duck, Dot. Com. Yes. <laughs> Sponsored. Firefox. Fire
4: yeah. Oh. Yeah, you guys have anything
1: else or what do you think?
4: I don't know, man, yeah. Uh I don't know, my gears are my brain's just kind of turning right now. Yeah. I, think it's the best.
5: I feel like um I have a million questions and I didn't write them down.
4: Write them uh, down. We'll do this again. Sure. Yeah, totally yeah. Yeah. do it again. Yeah. Yeah, I'd definitely be interested in doing maybe like kind of like a focused effort yeah. at it.
3: Yeah. 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 totally, totally like weird. In the place, but. We all
5: like, yeah. If we
0: know what it is, that's what I always say too. If I know what we're going to talk about, I mean, especially yeah. like on this topic, I'll speak for Ed and I both. If we know what it is, we <laughs> can look into it a little <laughs> bit more before we start rolling. Yeah, um, yeah. So we're, we're brand new babies at yeah. a lot of these uh, different things. So anyway, I, yeah. but I think that we would all be totally down to do it. So yeah, yeah, just, I find it really fascinating. It's absolutely. I think that
2: There's a lot of truth in there that we're just. There. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah.
5: Totally.
3: Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yes.
5: Magic is weird and cool um and it's definitely dipped into the more academic side I fi- I found out that um there's this huge push towards like consciousness um studies and one of the main yancy uh showed me Verbeke but there's a episode or not episode a YouTube um video of him and one of his students who has taken Verbecki's like sort of really precise sort of, um, more on the academic side, viewing consciousness and then his, uh, basically
4: apprentice, <laughs> if you want to
5: call it, um, has. Oh, taken are that. you
4: talking about the, uh, the magic video?
5: Yeah. Take over. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. yeah so John Verbecki, he's a, a professor out of I think the University of Toronto so he's like a contemporary of Jordan Peterson mm. uh, but his aspect of study is kind of the confluence between um I think it's neurology neuroscience uh, mindfulness and then a uh, kind of different religious practices and so he sees this uh kind of strange thread of uh like meditation mindfulness um Buddhism and philosophy, and uh, into like a newly emerging uh, field of neuroscience. And he starts to flesh it out in his, uh, like this online lecture series he does that I really enjoyed. Um, but one of his students kind of takes a lot of those principles and starts to flesh them out more towards the magical aspect. He says that, hey, this idea of salience landscape, that things actually will grab your attention and then your attention will focus. Um, that has kind of like a magical element to it and it isn't just like 2000 years ago people were crazy it's that your brain actually is uh, either evolved or designed or geared towards thinking uh, in those terms
5: mm. yeah. oh. What, what did you say magic is like a human right or a human something like inheritance like it's mm-hmm. it, it's our right and it's not
4: being taught to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so yeah. magic is magic is a human right.
1: Yeah. 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 I mean that makes sense. Yeah. They, a lot of it is just all you know the, the heavy metals. You got another thing
0: they've kept from us. The heavy
1: metals and the pineal gland and the fluoride and all that stuff and yeah the, I the I, agree. And I the, think so.
0: That's exactly what I thought. And the
1: the, the, yeah. RR, the radio frequencies mm-hmm. and all, the, yep, all totally, that. Yep. Totally. Totally. Yeah. 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 Stay tuned Sunday. If you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Certainly.
5: Uh, I mean, part of the reason that I started researching magic and going into it is because I've had some experiences I couldn't explain. Um, And it was funny because I couldn't explain them. And I started researching and psychedelics ended up being the first thing that matched, (laughs) not that like sober, but apparently, um, yeah, I can experience very similar things to what people talk about on psychedelics. Mm-hmm. Uh but that evolved, like just that research going from more of a, like um like listening to Alan Watts, mm-hmm. you know, who's more just like a spiritual teacher.
1: Yeah, Alan Watts is great.
5: Neville Goddard to freaking there's so many um <sighs> avenues when you start going towards like more woo woo, and I know you shouldn't say "woo." I just kind of enjoy that word.
1: Yeah, right. I like it. It's, it hasn't been co-opted and stigmatized yet. Not think, yet. It's not. I, th- stigmatized. I think. I think it's still good. Yeah, yeah. We can't use "woke" anymore. That's that's done. Yeah, yeah. Woke, woke's over. We used to be woke, but nah, now not anymore. <laughs> but "woo," I think is still valid.
5: But it's interesting that these roads that we're talking about lead to magic.
1: Oh yeah, and, that's um, it.
5: And I guess it's just defining what magic is. Like, honestly, Absolutely. like people have so many different... It's kind of the same as Christianity, or, you know, just, everybody's got different ideas. Mm-hmm. They. Um,
4: yeah, because, Tosh, you have a different interpretation of it than I do, don't you?
5: Oh, yeah. Well, we're different. I see shit. You don't. So I have yeah. to, like, I don't know what to do. I have a very rational mind. Like, I don't actually buy into it, but I see it visually, and... Um, And so I have to allow like that.
1: You have to be open to it.
5: Yes. Thank you.
1: Yeah. 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 Totally. Totally. Totally.
0: Thank you. I I don't see it
1: either, but but maybe I feel it. And like, there's like synchronicities that happen. And it's like, maybe it's just like, sometimes I'm like, for me, like synchronicities are just like, okay, I'm just exactly where I'm supposed to be at this moment in time. Right. I might deviate from whatever my path I'm supposed to be on, even if I'm supposed to be on a path, but at this particular moment, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. It's like a reassurance. Like, okay, cool. And I don't, I don't know if I necessarily assign any sort of magical elements to it, but why not? You know, I, we can choose to live in a magical world if we want to, we can assign all kinds of magical properties to everything that we, every single like beam of light that comes from the sun down to every single like thing that I smell, like literally it is magic. And like us talking through a screen, like this is, uh, literally magic, you know, this is It's just is about what magic. that means
0: to you, you know? and how I, far I, are you you it and how yeah, deep it goes. Yeah.
1: Just
2: today mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, Hey Scott, I'm going to, we're going to the gym together. I'm like, yeah. Hey, I'm going to be late. Cause I have to go. I'm becoming a signer on this account
1: for for a volunteer volunteering for, for some organization. Right. And then yeah. Scott's like,
2: Scott's like, well, that's, that's crazy. Cause I'm at a bank right now. Signing up these,
1: to be a signer on an account for a different <laughs> it's like, what nonprofit organization. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were both super weird. And so totally I was just weird. like, okay, so at this moment, I guess I'm right where I'm supposed to be. I might've yeah. messed up the rest of the day, but i right now where right, I'm right where I'm supposed to be. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> uh-huh. But yeah, I
2: mean, I, I mean, we've said too, I mean, just on that note, I mean, like I, I, we feel us three together doing what we're doing. We feel like our whole lives have led up to this, right? Yes. Like it's yeah. just like I mean, this path of serious. truth is what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. You know. totally. As soon as
5: you guys started this podcast, like synchronicities started happening. And people just came into your life. Like <laughs> it, it just seems like it's meant to be. Like this is what you're supposed right. to be doing. It, totally. ended being, uh, it ended up just being, uh, ended up just being right. that's exactly the right thing.
1: Man, that's fun. Yeah, yeah. A lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm
5: proud of you guys. Thank you so much for yeah, providing. For Uh, us with like information and truth Mm -hmm. and i really appreciate you guys thank you
1: oh yeah we really yeah Yeah. Yeah. let's 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 come up with another focus topic um write down questions and we'll 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 come at it again full steam soon this is fun we'll we'll do some
2: research and like
1: and we'll get yeah we'll
5: have a little yeah um if you like i could pick one magical topic and okay. research into it. It's hard because like, you know, you have chaos magic, you have like mm-hmm. ritual magic. They're all like different. So it would be fun. Yeah,
1: yeah like maybe maybe like stuff. Let's, like I wanna let's I wanna not know. pick it right
2: now. Let's yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll, we'll oh, talk. obviously
3: yes yeah, no, I'll chat I'll chat
1: talk about, about it. it. Yeah, I wanna I want to talk <laughs> <See> about <laughs> like I wanna talk about like <laughs> the big the the big uh magic between like Rudolph Hess and Aleister Crowley have you heard that yeah, story? yeah. yeah. so I, I'm
4: not too familiar with Hess but
1: like the Crowley's
4: like a really weird figure because he pops yeah. up all over the place once you yeah. start like you read yeah. the secret teachings and then all of a sudden it's like yep. oh Crowley he's like on the Beatles cover album like what?
1: Yeah, yeah. Crowley <laughs> and Hel- Helena Blavatsky and Theosophy mm-hmm. like it's a, it's a weird it's a weird one but like I guess as the story goes is like right towards the end of World War II like Rudolph Hess and um, Aleister Crowley were getting to like this magic war like they were like, like trading spells like across the ocean <laughs> at each other like Aleister Crowley was in Britain and Rudolf Hess was in Germany, and like Rudolf Hess got so pissed off, like he put on this robe that had all these like s- stars and moons and stuff on, it, and like a wizard hat and everything, and flew to <laughs> England to have like a wizard showdown with him, right? And a like, wizard's this, duel. Yeah, wizard duel, basically. You like, sure like, this oh, wasn't so Harry probably- Potter? No, dude, I swear <laughs> to God. Like this, this is how the story goes. And so, this is actually how Rudolf Hess got captured, is because they shot his plane down and he got captured. And, uh, yeah, so that's the story. Right? But, but a lot of people also say that was like a body double or something, and that's how the the story goes. Oh, but like I that thought was the you were then. like,
2: man, he like yeah. flew like like you. I thought
0: you meant he, did, like, so he, he like you yeah. He yeah. was like with this
1: little
3: pointy hat, <laughs> yeah. rocket shipping. Yeah, okay, totally.
1: But I because you know the the Nazis yeah. Rudolph Hess in particular were deep into like occult, dark magic yeah. stuff like that, and I saw this. I was like a documentary or like in a book or something somewhere, and it showed like in some castle somewhere. They showed like this was Rudolph. Yeah has his like ritual chamber where he did all his rituals i'm like fuck, i can't even imagine the dark is that the
4: um is that the (laughs) castle with the um the black sun i think it's the hawking group like
1: that dude i'm just like i can't even that's probably the place in the world right there like oh my god like the nexus of evil, right there, dude. Yeah. Like either that, either that, or CERN. CERN. I can I'm gonna have yeah, to go yeah. with well, now CERN it's a now. That's like that's <laughs> yeah. like
5: that's the current energy.
0: Maybe
1: CERN. Have you guys seen that? Mm-hmm. One? Yeah,
5: I would. I'd be down to talk about CERN. I would be down. Have you guys to talk seen
1: that one? Uh, like Google the like CERN like parade ritual they did in like the tunnels underground. Uh,
4: you know, I actually I actually have I seen did. the the video of the parade, and it's like it's yeah. pretty bizarre. Yeah, it's like oh,
5: uh, I haven't uh, seen that. Black I
1: saw the the mock ritual sacrifice yeah 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 Yeah, yeah. so no because when
4: you think of uh yeah opening like a giant collider scientific Mm -hmm. experiment you think of like this overly expressive art performances yeah it was pretty bizarre yeah yeah i'll
5: have to look it up is it easy to find energy
1: doesn't lie so if
5: you
0: if everyone gets that vibe Yeah. And you, that, that's the thing. And I always say that at the end of every belief or whatever, like, and I feel like that's one of the things like, you know, them poisoning us, you know, and poisoning our brains and, and, you know, killing our discernment, all of those things. But, um, oh shit. Yeah. (laughs) Gosh, dang it. What was the last thing someone just said? I was on a good point. Um,
1: CERN, the the parade when everybody sees. Oh, just like that whole, like
0: the gut feeling like that was bizarre or that was off or like how you're saying, I bet that has dark energy. Like that's not pretend. You know what I mean? That's not pretend. That's, that's a real thing. And and it's palpable, right? And like you say, Tasha, you see things like, you know what I mean? There's, (laughs) there's stuff around it's, it's, it is real. And I think that depending on your level of, um, understanding consciousness um you know any other thing that you want to say that's how you can perceive um and and it allows for that and and so that's why we don't all perceive things the same we don't all see things the same and because we're not all on the exact and and that's and that's part of the individuality right we're not we don't all have the same gifts we're not supposed to that's why we work in unison together is like you know the human body you know humanity works as the human body does, you know, and we complement each other. So um yeah. and I think that's part of the that's part of it.
1: So yeah. And uh look at the two thousand twelve uh, opening ceremony to the Olympic Games there. That's a good one. Which too. one? two thousand twelve Olympic games. It's like this big like gigantic like monster like dressed up like a demonic nurse like injecting things with like needles or something Ew, like, that. What? like it's Ew. crazy. Like that dude. Predicted programming again. Yeah, yeah, yeah God, what the um, heck? I know. Uh, yeah, we just booked a uh, just booked a show. Yeah, next week. I think uh, I'll just say we just booked a show. Josh next week. and I have
4: talked about right kind here. of like the uh, oh, you guys just booked it.
1: Booked a show with uh, the Gentleman's Grimerica. I don't know if you guys know that that podcast, it's like the OG conspiracy theory podcast, dude. So we just booked a show with them next week. So anyway, I mean, sorry, I sorry heard of That one before it's great, it's great. It's great. Anyway, sorry <laughs> to interrupt, My bad. I just got excited.
5: <laughs> it's something to be excited. No <laughs> oh, man, I can't even remember what we were talking that. about. S- what was oh cern
4: uh, the olympics the olympic ceremony Oh, so i think you and i have talked about like the the, the nature of predictive programming yeah. Yeah. um and that it also takes on kind of like a symbolic or mythological aspect mm-hmm. and that in mm-hmm. predictive programming with uh, a lot of stuff that you see in pop culture and media um it's really put out there pretty blatantly you know five to ten years before an event actually happens But the underlying kind of symbolism draws on these images of like vampirism and Satanism, where Mm -hmm. you can't just deal with the devil directly. You can't just be like, yo, you know, you're just going to do whatever they say. You always have to cut a deal with him. And Mm -hmm. these entities can never really, they can't just attack you directly. They always have to, in the case of like a vampire, uh, be invited in past the threshold. Or in the case of a devil, you know, he actually has to bargain with you. And so you're always giving trade-offs with uh, these kind of, like, weird demonic entities. Well, I, I agree that's, with that's a lot kind of that. I see, yeah, that's where I see kind of the neuro-linguistic programming aspect of it, where it's like, you have to be warned about the actual, like, these kind of crazy events before they happen uh, so that the public can kind of go along with it later on.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's like what we're seeing now, like this whole COVID thing, man, like like there's an argument to be made that this is just, you know, getting us in the habit of submission and getting yeah. us in the habit of of uh for what's coming next. Like B- Bill Gates is already talking about pandemic 2. He's already called this pandemic 1. He calls this pandemic 1.
0: I know. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's got, vaccine got, agenda goes long. He's got
1: pandemic 2 in, in, in his pocket, right? And so if we've already got all the infrastructure in place, all the surveillance grid in place, if we've already got all the people trained and uh, to submit at a moment's notice, as soon as the media turns to flick on the switch, the fear switch, then um, yeah. they have us. They have this whole society trained. Uh, they have, yeah. they have, they have the people like, like we are bad guys because we object to wearing masks for this thing. Mm. They're like, Oh God, we, So that's how we got our peers to turn we, on us. That's we, how they got yeah, the, yeah, such yeah, a big divide. Yeah. 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 I mean, we could go on, you know I mean? yeah. on, on all this stuff, oh, yeah, like yeah. just in the last days, dude, like, okay. Yeah, so yeah. another good podcast, it's called no agenda, the no agenda podcast. And this yeah. is I turned on to today's episode, today's episode, the first 30 minutes of it, they debunked the whole damn thing, dude. The testing. The, oh, the what,
3: what episode
5: is that? Do one you know, today, really? it just came
1: out today, just okay. whatever it came out today, dude. I was just listening to like the first hour and it's like, it's the whole, it's, it's over you guys. COVID has been debunked. Sorry to break it to you. It's over. <laughs> PCR tests are it's garbage. It's over. Yeah, it's, it's over. You got nothing. And our about. guest on it.
2: Sunday, will debunk yes, it yes, as well. You, you guys yeah. are here. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you guys, totally. It's over. It's, 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 it's never listen to any of our episodes. <laughs> uh,
3: yeah.
1: All the data, all the data's come out, all the data's come out. And it's complete fucking bullshit. Well, I it's, th- it's, th- it's, it's all, the CDC has revised its numbers. You know, it's like, it's game over. It's game over.
5: Well, yeah. after a few months, it just stopped. It wasn't. Yeah. You know, you
1: tell. yeah.
0: It, well, and like the longer it went, the more blatantly
1: obvious it became, and the more the the, bigger the lies became? got. And it's like and I, get out of here. Like like this. The the great example is like the California Thanksgiving holiday restrictions, <gasps> right? It <says> like, <laughs> yeah. It's all it's so, all like uh, you, ridiculous. Only, you can see gonna,
0: gonna, that Newsom is soulless.
1: Yeah. If you're gonna, oh yeah, yeah he's, he's a devil. He's a devil. Yeah, so totally. that guy's straight dude. Uh, but it's like it's like you can only be outside for. Uh, up to two hours with no more than three households, and if you're going to sing, all my California friends said
0: that they he can yeah, they fuck can
1: straight off pull your with that. Mask yeah, down yeah to eat yeah, yeah, or drink, yeah, but if, then put your mask back on. Yep, and and you can only uh, if you're going to sing, make sure you sing at a at a regular talking uh, volume. You can't elevate <laughs> That's how your voice I sing. if you're going to sing. Yeah, uh, That's how I sing every like time. It,
0: <laughs> well, uh, Yancey, I thought uh, what you said about, um, you know, the whole idea of uh, portals and Scott, mm-hmm. you always say like, you know, that they need to make us be aware that we have to agree to it. And I always take that just a little bit. Um, I always take it down. I always say discernment and you can say whatever you want, but I always am careful, like in my own life, what I expose myself to. And I always say, and there was something I heard many years ago in a song probably, and it was be careful, little eyes, what you see you know be careful little ears what you hear what and it's like self talk right what we tell ourselves is what we believe you know like our soul doesn't know the difference right your heart doesn't know mm. the difference what you say to your yourself is, is your reality and mm. so um when we're talking about you know entertaining like in your time of crossing thresholds it could be especially in the spiritual realm there are i get go- my hair on my arms is standing up um but there are there are avenues, there are things that we can do to cross and try to make contact and to tap into and to look into. And I feel like, um, as much as yes, they have to make it known. I feel like part of that, the the hair standing up, then the you saying it's probably an evil energy or this feels off or that's bizarre. That's part of, uh, I feel like that, whatever you want to call your source, that's your source warning you that is the part where you're being made aware that this isn't good for you right you don't have to mm-hmm. always have a scientist tell you you don't always have to have you know a trusted you know other individual Very tell you that's the whole point of being in touch with yourself and understanding your own spirituality right you have to yeah. be able to tap into that because otherwise you 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 are controllable and you are able to be enslaved and and in all of these ways right spiritually psychologically mentally physically um so i think it's i always say and i've said it to you know i I haven't, my oldest son is 21 years old. So I've been saying it for that long. Be careful what you allow yourself to be influenced by. Even if, you know, like I have really super inquisitive kids. I don't know where they got it. Um, But, you know, I I say like, I understand that what you're about. And I'm fully in support of what you want to look at, what you want to figure out. Um, Do that. but, But think it through. There are some things you can't undo. You can always go back. Can always go back if something feels off or it feels wrong. Um, the energy isn't good. I talk to my kids all the time about trusting their their instincts and trusting their energy and being aware of those things because it is a real uh reality on the terrestrial plane.
3: Mm-hmm. So
5: and that's really great, Megan. I really feel like um there's a lack of spirituality being taught, and I don't really like religion necessarily uh, like means spirituality. And right. and I think that's amazing that you're teaching them to sort of listen to themselves because that's yeah. not what is taught. You're, you're taught to disregard all your feelings. You know, right. you're not taught about your gut, your second brain. You're not taught, you know, it's well, and it, you know what, it took like a partially
0: like, um, you know, just you, you grow up, but I had, you know, some horrible trespasses happening against me in my life where, I, my own parents, you know, I came from an incredibly toxic, you know, family, you know, horrendously abusive, you know, um, and, and I was abused quite a bit when I was little. Um, and I didn't have good boundaries. I didn't have my own inner voice, because, you know, throughout my life, that's been taken from me. And it, and it happens, you know, to, to so many people, and for so many different reasons, right. But that's mm-hmm. the part of, I wouldn't have known to teach my children something different if I hadn't gone through the things that I've gone through, because it taught me to be able to do that. I mean, and so, um, yeah, anyway, it's, it's, it's something that I don't want them to have to go through. And so when I had to learn through these things happening that, yeah, you know, when I had these feelings, when I had the hair on the back of my neck up, or when I knew walking into a room that I shouldn't be walking into that room I did. And I look at the consequences and the aftermath of, you know, so many different things and so I can with assurance explain these things to them Mm -hmm. and it's funny because my 14-year-old daughter will come to me you know from time to time and say you know mom when we were out such and such you know I had like she she picks up on this like about men a lot she's done it three times in particular just in the last couple years where we've been out somewhere and she'll say mom we walked past this you know this guy. She's like, and I just felt him. He felt wrong. And I turned around and he was staring at us. And then, you know, pretty soon I found out he was following us. Like, you know, I'll find this out later, but she's picking up on things mm. in her own energy that as a distracted parent out doing things, maybe I'm not even picking up on. And had I not taught her to do that, had I not spoken on it through my perspective, they wouldn't know to do that. So anyways, but, but it, but it plays across into so many different areas of life so
3: mm-hmm.
5: yeah i'm sure that you got that feeling when corona started oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> i knew immediately that was bullshit yeah, immediately yeah. i was <laughs> when they said two weeks the, the, yeah. I, literally the day that they said that we weren't going back to school i talked to all of my people and i was like this is yeah. this is the beginning of yeah. the yeah. end well for me we're it, not it was, going back yeah, well, like, like, for me it was
1: when they when they canceled sports and basketball like i remember the day yeah, they canceled yeah. basketball i'm like oh this is
0: it. This is about global this enslavement. We're not this going back. It. This They're not the giving. Order. And when in history has, and just to take it out <laughs> of the uh, spiritual realm and take it just straight to the, to the, governmental reality yep. when in history has any government ever taken the rights of their citizens away and given it back ever yep. one time yep. never ever without a huge war and revolt and they're trying to make it so that we yep. can't do that so okay. anyway and
1: if you look at all the infrastructure that's been put Ooh. in place from the intelligence agencies all down do this ain't going nowhere they've yeah. way too invested in this yeah. we all just reset. need to walk
0: away we need we to walk away, away from it that's that's the that's yeah. the answer but
1: until then we're going to keep putting out these podcasts
5: there we go <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, it's like you keep hearing civil war over and over again. You know, you got to like introduce a sound bite into the population so that it becomes natural.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Totally. That's definitely. It. But it definitely. does feel
0: like that's where it's headed. Yeah.
5: It does. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> the division in the street, the
0: division between father and son, you know, neighbor and neighbor, friend against friend, it has gotten. Horrible, and right now it's everyone just mouthing off to each other, right? But the but the rage, the anger, the frustration, um, the all the things that have been put, and I say that this has been pushed on. So this is part of that psyop, right? But this mm-hmm. division, I feel like it's it's coming to a boiling point.
1: Well, for what it sure. is, what it's going to be is that it's going to be a contested election. And then they've already said this in the New York Times, that this is what they uh, feel like needs to happen. And so it's going to be a contested election. Um, they're going to bring in the United Nations, blue helmets to occupy the United States to oversee the election. And at that point, we'll never have our sovereignty back ever again.
3: We do not yeah. want the United Nations in, in here. Yeah, yeah. so
1: if, they, if you hear support of United Nations coming in, like that's been the agenda all along. All they're along. We think,
4: think that our political...
5: Bounce out
4: at that okay. point. Yeah.
5: What's do you that? think our, our, um, so the political game that's being played right now, do, I, do you think both of the pawns were put in there so that it creates like, like insane, what is that called when people are like agitated, um, oh. they've divided and
4: then
5: they're talking about civil wars mm. and the rage, I mean, it could, I don't know.
2: There's, there's I think a two, lot of it's theater. There's, I mean, there's, there's two schools of thought. I yes. see. I mean, there's, there's, you know, the, if you talk to Billy Ray Valentine, you know, I mean, he he looks at like Trump is the great divider and like he's the perfect person to have put in office because we yeah. are so divided and, and that that he is a part of that psyop, you know. And mm-hmm. but at the, at the same time, I look at this thing and I go, it sure does seem like their plan was to get Hillary in. And then yeah. it sure does look like that was the plan and it didn't work it would, out. Cause the COVID thing would have gone their way right from the start. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The COVID thing we would all, the we would be fully off to the camps by now. That's yeah. absolutely. So. so,
2: so I, I mean, I, I mean, we, I, I think I am not sure on this one. I, I'm clear. I state that every time mm-hmm. he could be the theater, but I sure do. It sure does feel like to me that, it, you know, Trump is the only kind of the hope right now of us not if you're, going if you're, straight to the new world order. If you
0: want to have, per, if you want to have personal sovereignty, and, and, and that's I don't in the end, like that not mean I think, mean most I think of us he's were the voting greatest on.
2: man or that's anything not, like no. that. I'm just saying, like, but who's
0: standing like, between me and yeah. and and being and you know the UN march, marching me off to yeah, a FEMA camp totally, this year or totally. in the next five years or by 2030? I mean, we're all fully aware of the UGen uh, the of the UN's you know agenda 21 for sustainable yeah, development yeah. and all of that, all that that entails, that's not about, they want to make it be a blanket about, you know, this progressive climate change, uh, you know, agenda, but, um, but the truth of the matter Just is that's, not, the World that's Economic Forum podcast. not what it's about. Yeah. So yeah,
2: <laughs> Just listen to their podcast. They you'll see podcast. what they, they talk about. you'll yep, see yep, what yep, they, yep. what
1: they see our society going towards. They literally have a podcast talking about yeah. the great reset, sustainable <laughs> development, like, like you the will forecast. hear the Sesame street characters tell you about how against
5: that.
3: <laughs>
1: The fourth industrial. Ian,
5: Ian is all
4: about, like we have, we've had some great conversations about that. That's yeah um, yeah, that's, yeah. Like my my personal interpretation of it is that uh, the world economic forum and the great reset it takes on this green New Deal kind of angle, which I think you guys covered in uh, one of your yeah. podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. But I, mm-hmm. I see it specifically as a way to get like the uh, the BRICS economies basically into the global uh, system that's emerging. The BRICS economies being uh, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South America. Okay. And I think it's South America specifically. is pretty heavy, or, or not heavy, but they have quite a bit of deposits of like uh, rare earth metals. So the kind of material that you would need to have, you know, kind a, a cell phone or a device that would power like a global information grid. And I think even in uh, the World Economic Forum and a couple of their newsletters, they've openly talked about this that hey, you know, these are great off, uh, market opportunities for us. And if we get in at the ground level right now, we can bring diversity and equity and everything can be awesome. Meanwhile, meanwhile, it's like, oh, in the reality, they're actually building out like a global system to track basically resources across the globe and dictate to people what they can and cannot have. Yes, yep. yes. Yep. And, and totally. there,
2: I mean, I do think though, there's a, the uh, James Corbett just did, did an episode and he, he talked a lot about this too. I mean, you know, the world economic forum, they hold their thing in Davos and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, they all come together, but it's not the same thing as the U.N., and and the um you know the Agenda 21 they are separate entities they're almost like competing yeah, groups like, 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 like trying to take yeah, yeah. over That's like right you have, the,
1: you have like the Bilderbergs right the yeah, Bilderbergs totally. are like the super elite and then yeah. you have like the World Economic Forum which is like kind of like sea level but yeah. they're battling they're trying they want to be like the next they're Bilderberg, all trying
4: to so they're to do like who can be yeah the I was world world. actually uh I was surprised to learn that Klaus Schwab uh, the guy who founded World Economic Forum yep. he he was on the steering committee of Bilderberg. I thought, oh, that's yeah. actually a really kind of that's an interesting angle. Yep. So it's like all these characters just continuously pop up over and over again. Yep. yep. And, and uh, they, Klaus
1: switch, Schwab, they
0: switch across sides. Totally. Right?
1: Like Klaus Schwab was describing what his vision of the uh of the great reset is, right? And it's like yep. the first one is uh, um e- equity, right? Just like just just pure across the board. Equity, hmm. like another word for like communism, Marxism, everyone's the same, everyone gets the same rations, pittance, you know, that's that's that. Um, the second one is- uh, Yeah, to this
0: point, they've been letting half the world starve to death. Yep, yep, so, yep. I mean, they're going to redistribute everything, but <laughs> yeah. meanwhile, they could have
5: saved. Yeah, I, I won't
1: yeah, yeah. and get the second one on is uh, totally. S- sustainable I'm seeing, development. Sorry,
5: real quick. I'm, yeah. I'm seeing uh, like commercials and stuff for things like NutriBites that are being marketed to kids and they're just like little food pellets.
1: Food <laughs> <laughs> pellets, <laughs> little oh, little yeah, pellets. <laughs> food
5: pellets.
0: Yeah, but, there you go. I looked at that yeah. and I was
1: food like- Soil and grain.
5: Immediately. Yep. Like, okay, this
0: is the new
3: rations.
1: Cool. Yep. Totally rations. They're planting
0: those seeds. They're making it be normal. That's, that's nothing. Because if they, listen, if, if they tried to roll out everything, you know, eight months ago, that they rolled out, that, that's, that as in force as it is now, mm-hmm. no one would have stood for it. And this is what I've been saying all along. It's that slow boot of oppression, right? They just take it a little bit of time and yeah. all they have to have is people acquiesce, I- incremental acquiescence. A totalitarian
2: tiptoe, yeah. as it David likes said I was
0: yeah. just, I played him this morning for my kids on, uh, you know, the rise like lions after slumber. I had it all the way up. and then, <laughs> So yeah. that's how we started our morning. <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah. That's so awesome. Yeah. They loved yeah.
2: it though. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I gotta get my kids on that. Yeah, yeah. It right. always makes
0: me cry right. when he yeah. starts screaming freedom at the end. I always like yeah. I'm like oh, wiping tears. Yeah. G- What's wrong, mom? I'm like yeah. it's just so powerful. <laughs>
1: <laughs> God. I love God. Maybe, yeah, is. but I, I was just gonna say too, just to wrap with that final thought. Like I don't you know. So you have uh, uh, equality, sustainable development, which literally is Agenda 21, the yeah. Sustainable Development Plan. And then the third one is uh, the Fourth Industrial Revolution, yeah. which is all smart technology, right? Smart yeah. city, smart grid, five G, Internet of Things. A complete control grid. Another really I don't good. Don't anything hole. to do
0: with any of that. Yeah, a None. really good,
1: good <laughs> rabbit hole to go down with that <laughs> is a uh, uh, Whitney Webb's got some good uh, articles mm-hmm. and research into like Palantir and uh, uh, Carbon Nine One One. I think we we did an episode yeah, a while yeah, back on yeah. Carbon Nine One One, the new. <laughs> global uh, 911 uh central 911 system and how it's all going to be like based on the internet of things and they said like the goal you're, is you're that phrase is going yeah they said the goal is is that uh eventually like 90% of all 911 calls will come from devices
2: oh yeah yeah
5: uh, that was interesting no, thank
1: yeah. you. But and we went into it, like they, they'll be able to like download all your yeah, and then download scrapes all your data. And that's the other thing too is predictive policing. It'll be able to determine okay. ahead yep. of time yep. who is going to be the victim of a crime and who's going to be the perpetrator of a crime just based on your data. Yeah. And it's
5: this like, didn't work out really well in, in the movie.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was gonna say in the movie
0: that really went dark. It was dark. Yeah,
1: I went back. <laughs> so it's all coming under the umbrella it's- of uh, great reset. Yeah. Sustainable. But we can still stand it, up
0: against it. We, it, it, we have not passed the, the point of no oh, that's, return. That's the
1: thing. It was like, like I was talking about this the other day with some friends. I was like, it's like, you know, we're going to be sitting in a settlement camp someday and we're going to be like, I'm going to be like, you know, we could have stopped all this when it was just about the mass. Right. And, <laughs> uh, and, and so, you know, yeah, we, we could be stopping this right now. When it's but You know, we, we
2: talked to a lot of people though, that like, dude, they have there is the argument that they have overplayed their hand. Yeah. They, they, think, there are more I,
0: of yeah, us looking for that shit that they than rolled than it, than than it ever out ever too has. far before the That's election. Yeah. You know what? I too far hope. too
1: fast. I
0: have That's hope.
1: It. I think we're gonna I think we're gonna win. Now, not yeah. to say it's not gonna get dark before it gets better, sure. but I think that we're gonna win. And and it is an information war and it is a war for our minds, dude. And I think mm-hmm. that uh like just what we're doing here, just spreading uh, just information and just chatting. And then just maybe one of us could go out and talk to somebody else and we just go talk to somebody else. Like as, as long as each person teaches another person, we'll be okay.
0: I feel that if we, if, if censorship, and at this point we're we're almost at like 70, 80% censorship.
1: Yeah. If the information
0: was out, yeah. That we all have. Yeah. If they yeah. weren't yeah. taking like they, yeah. they banned me from Facebook today. <laughs> yep. Um, so <laughs> I didn't even post anything rude. Somebody no. was tearing down.
1: Well, I think they're a, targeting us. I think, I think that's out. what
0: it is. But a lady was mm-hmm. tearing apart another lady for how she chose to grieve her buried dead child. And she just totally tore this woman up. And I just said, you're you're an ugly human. You know, who are you to speak on somebody else having to bury their child? I said, boo. And Facebook said that it was bullying and harassment, and they banned <laughs> me. So yeah, uh, but you know, um, the I've said some pretty horrendous shit and, I've and not gotten police. banned. That was I've nice. seen some. I've listen. I have thought
2: police got you. Yeah, yeah, but it's
0: it's gotten bad. So um, but anyway. And then, so. and
2: then, just in our chat, you posted an article, and it was gone by the time it I was looking at then, it. And then, the and then the last half of the all day, all the time. How often do we post something in our chat that it is gone by the time someone goes and looks at it? Yeah, it was really
1: Have any arguments? They don't have an argument. Like their argument falls flat on its face. Like they can give me all these stats. They can give me all these figures. They can tell me how good. And they know that their arguments on their face. Then they can tell me all this stuff. And then as soon as we challenge it, you go one layer underneath it, and it all falls apart. And that's why the censorship. That's the only thing. That's the only weapon they have is is shaming us, canceling us, and Uh,
0: this already would have fallen apart. Everyone would have their lives back if if it were not for censorship. And I one hundred and ten percent believe that if people had the actual information. We would all still be as free as we ever were, yeah. um, and that's not what's happening. And that, it is because as soon as anybody so, tries so. to speak on what the truth is, they are immediately silenced. They are yeah. making certain that the truth doesn't get out because they know that if it does, there it's over. It's yeah. over.
1: And plus, most people are like, "Well, if CNN didn't talk about it, then it must not even be a thing." <laughs> Let's it, look, look at who owns
0: CNN. CNN. Yeah, Let's if look. It I mean, it, on
1: the news, then it must not even be real.
0: It blows my mind. <laughs> yeah. People worry yeah. me, but anyway. Gosh guys.
1: Well, guys. Yeah, man. Good conversation. This is great. Sure. Yes. I think we should uh maybe cut it off here and then we'll we'll follow mm-hmm. up next time, okay? Yeah. That um, sounds great. Yeah, that sounds great. You guys have any other final thoughts or anything? Oh, uh, no, just thanks I again just for having to... me on and oh, still the yeah, This questions. was fun. This Definitely. was a great yeah. episode. We'll probably maybe upload it. Appreciate you guys. we we
0: really appreciate you guys thank you so much for this dialogue and it's it's mine like i said i have this whole page of notes and i'm (laughs) really excited to talk the next time
5: also about these things
0: yeah
1: now so yeah i
5: mean is there a sort of like way i should go i mean i'm down to like focus on something and research it
1: Mm.
0: for sure well maybe we'll let's cern i I was gonna say cern
1: cern and interdimensional interdimensional stuff
0: (laughs) oh yeah great Because I think CERN does need to be brought to light. That's another thing that they keep under tight rafts. And that is super important because I feel like that, that whole science, like we've talked about, I feel like that that is absolutely directly related to tapping Story into the the spiritual realm, the whole really? agenda behind the stuff they're doing at CERN. So it's, it's super applicable. Or if you guys come up with something else, let's let's, talk, let's chat more about well, it. Well, we always go off on all kinds of tangents, yeah. but we can try to stick to yeah. a main point.
2: I'm trying to keep you guys from giving it away before we close the episode. Oh yeah, anyway. let's, let's do this.
1: Let's, oh. get, let's close it out. We'll, <laughs> you guys stick around, stick around for a second here. Megan, take us out.
0: All right, everybody. Thank you so much for sitting in with us. We really appreciate your time. Thank you so much to Tasha and Yancy for joining yeah. us tonight. I am Megan sitting here with Scott and Ed, and we wish all of you intellectual prosperity. Good night.
3: Pew, pew.
1: Tasha, give us some pews. Go pew pew. Pew pew
3: pew pew. pew. Yancy, oh, give, give us some pews. <laughs> pew pew. <laughs> yes. Like all right. Thank you guys. Good night.